Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking, Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni. That is correct. I am back. I am here with you. I, I... I'm sorry, I have to apologize. Um, I, I feel like I let the audience down last Friday, Pat. I really do. Wait a minute. Why do you feel like you let them down last Friday and not yesterday? Well, I let them down last Friday because I, I left them to listen to you for an hour. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. You, you realize you asked me to cover for you on Friday. Right. I did. You, you, I, I don't call what you did last Friday covering for me. What the hell do you call it then? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, thank you so much for covering for me. Thanks for getting back on the solo train. Um, you know, it's been a while since you probably did a solo show. So uh, thank you for that. Um, and then yesterday, well, apparently I needed uh, a little more time uh, before coming back. But uh Thank you to each and every one of you who sent prayers and thoughts and uh, messages my way, um, you know, while dealing with some uh, personal and family uh, things. Um, and we're just going to leave it at that um, at this moment. Um, but uh, continued thoughts and prayers would be helpful um, as uh, my family um, uh, tries to recover and move on um, and move forward with life. Um, it, it, it will be helpful. Um, so. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, it is a truth or fiction Tuesday today, Pat, correct? It is. Okay. So on a truth or fiction Tuesday, you know the drill. Uh, we ask a question. Well, really more of a statement. We give a statement. We ask if that is truth or fiction. And then we discuss. We will also, of course, have the B or not the B. Uh, but do not forget, you can follow us on social media. I'm at The Coppin Show. He's at The Pat Oni Show. You would know that if you are watching on a Rumble page. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking is where you can find this show. And, of course, you can listen via podcast wherever you're finding your podcast these days. Uh, with that all out of the way, Pat, why don't you hit us with your first truth or fiction of the day? Alrighty then. Truth or fiction? And I actually 
put some thought into this as I was listening to several different podcasts yesterday. But truth or fiction, The Apprentice Donald Trump, as in from like the TV show The Apprentice Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. would have fired the president Donald Trump for surrendering his presidency alone to Deborah Burks and our Lord Savior President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hmm. This is a good question. I'm going to go with fiction on this. And I'm going to go with fiction because the apprentice Donald Trump um, and Donald Trump in business, right, was very good at selling a bill of goods, right? Very good at selling a bill of goods. Very good at making you think that he is the richest man alive, um, the the greatest thing since sliced bread, and everything he does is wonderful, great, grand, fantastic. Everything turns to good. Is that not what he did during the first little bit of COVID-19, right, that he was under control of the presidency for? I, I think that's what he did. He put Fauci and Burks in place and then let Pence also handle things, right? And then decided to tout all of their responses as the greatest thing since sliced bread and that um, Operation Warp Speed is the greatest thing to have ever happened in human history, right? <clears throat> He's still out there today touting Operation Warp Speed as this amazing, wonderful uh, save the world moment. That's exactly what Apprentice Donald Trump would have done in my book. Well, what say you? See, I think you made, made a lot of great points there. However, I tend to lean truth with this one. Okay. Uh, and and the, re- the reason why, um, I mean, I never really watched The Apprentice that much, but I've seen him fire people for a lot less. And and so it's for me, it's it's if he's comparing his job performance, you know, before his before his time as president into um, what he did during his presidency, I think he would have fired himself for this. I really do. Um, I'm not saying that Donald Trump today would fire himself. I'm talking like, you know, 20 years ago, Donald Trump. Right. Like like whatever, whenever the apprentice was on TV. Um, the, the reason why is because how do you put someone like Deborah Burks and Anthony Fauci in place? I understand maybe in the beginning of it all, but when Fauci started going back and forth on masks and not having a coherent plan to, for, for, uh, COVID, uh, I could see him firing Fauci. Um, I could see him. I mean, he can't really fire Mike Pence per se. Um, but I could definitely see him firing Deborah Burks and somehow holding Mike Pence accountable for that. Um, because if you're, if I'm looking at this from, from what he did as on a business standpoint, this was a horrible, horrible, horrible PR campaign. And to sit there and tout what he's, what he's done today from operation warp speed, um, and, and still saying it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It, it was a horrible, horrible decision. He cost himself the presidency alone with th- his decisions with uh, Fauci and Burks. 
So, yeah, I do think he would have fired himself. Now, say what you will about the election being stolen. We, we, we understand that there were things that happened that swung things into Biden's favor prior to the election that shouldn't have and should, shouldn't have happened in the first place. But we've discussed that agnosium before, too. That being said, you don't you don't go through the presidency that Donald Trump had, which is all in all pretty good until his last year when COVID hit to being one of the worst presidential policy decisions ever made in U.S. history. You just uh, don't do that. <clears throat> Let, let's uh, put a little asterisk next to that. Mm-hmm. The worst presidential decisions ever made, not made by Woodrow Wilson. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know if there's any topping Woodrow Wilson as the worst president of all time. That's true. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making the no, argument that Donald Trump I'm was the worst president. Joe, we all know Joe Biden is worse than Woodrow Wilson. We all know that. That's also true. All right. Um. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you per se. That when you look at it from the perspective of, um, making this one awful decision. Right. Compared to the rest of the good that he would have taken a look at himself and been like, no, 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 you're fired. You don't no, no, right. you're fired. Um, but. I would I would come back with this, Pat. Trump water. Trump awesome University, fair. Trump fair. steak. Trump Fair. this, Trump that, Trump everything, Trump real estate, Trump this. That's right? fair. Um, mm-hmm. He has repeatedly shown in business to be able to be an epic failure and fail up. So I, I don't know that he would have, <clears throat> if he would have looked backwards, maybe he would have fired himself, right? Because we're looking at this from hindsight, but I don't think he believed that he was doing anything wrong. I think he believed and whether or not this was right to believe in um yeah i just i think he in the moment believed him to be doing the right and good and just thing hindsight is always 2020 right sure and that's the thing that i always look at here um I just I struggle with the idea that he would have fired himself because I, I, I think this is another example of him failing up, right? Because the MAGA Forever crowd still eats up every last word of what he has to say. It is at least a 50-50 split between him and Ron DeSantis to run again in 2024. So my overarching point is this, right? When you look at Donald Trump, he's also going to be doing the smart thing here. Because he's not declaring his candidacy formally for the president in 2022 yet. And I don't think he will because um, at least he won't do this until they have at least, um, and by they I mean the GOP, taking control of the House or and or the Senate. Because then um, he's going to be free from impeachment, right? Um, and And the potential for... Um, you know, prosecution and all that stuff, right? Um, and being barred from winning at all, um, right? Right, because I think you know, if the Republicans don't 
somehow win, uh, which increasingly looks less and less likely that they won't, at least in the House. Um, if that doesn't happen, then he's in trouble, right? Because then they're going to go after him. They're going to go after him, not with just investigations, but, uh, you know, charges and uh, things of that nature. And so I look at it from that perspective, but I, don't, I think that's going down a rabbit hole. But my overarching point in all of this is to say that he doesn't feel like he failed. Now, he is smartly no, not he, bringing it right. up on the campaign trail. But mm-hmm. even in, in the hindsight, he doesn't feel like he failed. He's still out there touting you're, getting vaxxed and boosted and, and all of these things. You're right. I mean, look at what he did in Alaska. And, and I also think you're right about why he hasn't formally announced yet. It, it would be dumb for him to. And plus, it's also kind of early. Well, I mean, it would be dumb for him to do it from a perspective of he just puts a target on his back and they're going to try to charge him and then make sure he cannot run for the presidency. Right. That, that's right. what they you, would you, try to do. <clears throat> right. They haven't been able to charge him yet, but they they certainly will try to find anything and everything that they can charge him with. Especially with the histrionics um, of the uh, January 6th like, committee meeting at night. You, have you, you by the that? way, have you watched a single second of it? I haven't. No, I, I I haven't. I mean, I've seen some clips here and there. It right. literally is a witch trial. Literally. Yeah, literally. Now, having said that, Pat, speaking of witches and witchcraft and and sorcery and and all that wonderful goodness. I have a more of a worldview biblical uh, question at hand. Um, given what we see in the news every single day, and just when you think it can't get crazier, it gets crazier. Are we in the end times? Truth or fiction, we are in the end times, I should say. I was going to say, is that your truth or fiction? Yeah, truth or fiction, we are in the end times. So, I mean, this is kind of an interesting question to ask somebody that belongs to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's literally in the name, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are the Church of Jesus Christ in the latter days. That, That is what that means. Um, which means we are in the end times. Now, when when do the end times happen? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, we're, we're, it's going to be like a uh, December, what twenty first, twenty twelve, all over again." Like I, I'm not. No one's doing that, right? At least not in my 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 faith. Um, so I don't know when all that's supposed to happen. I I, I don't know. Um. But yes, I I would tend to agree that this is truth. We are in the end times. Well, what does the end times mean? Does it mean the end of humanity? Does it mean uh, the end of Earth? Does it mean like like what does it mean? I I think there's lots of routes you could go with this. Um, to be fair, I think where you're going with this, are we in the end times in terms of, you know either humanity or America and of itself. Um, yes, I, I would. And the reason why I would say this is to, let's take a hard look around and see what's going on here. We're divided. We're as divided as we've ever been, <clears throat> mm-hmm. if not more so. Um, and 
we ha- we are fighting over things that are highly immoral. Um, if you take a look at the fall of the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire didn't fall because of external forces. The Roman Empire fell due to internal forces at work. Um, and and there are a lot of similarities between that and us. Um, there are, I mean, we make the joke, we can't def- figure out what bathroom to use. That's still true. Um, you know, there are wars, rumors of wars. There are, um, you know, there's economic famine right now. Um, and, and, or at least we're heading down that road. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes, I, I, I would say the, the signs of the times would definitely say we are in the end times. Now, when do those things happen? Will they be during our time? Like, will we be a witness to that or are we a precursor to that? And we will be either really old men or long gone before those actually happen. I I don't know. I don't know. All of that, I think, is fair. Um, And I think it's interesting, too, because it, it, it highlights kind of maybe some of the differences in our faith in our teachings of our faith, because in in the Catholic faith, we we don't believe in some sort of rapture event we don't believe that we don't believe that there's going to be this like come to jesus moment where like the you know the locusts and and you know the the ten commandments moment is not that's not what we believe what what is taught in the catholic faith is that the second coming of christ is hopeful it is not rapture it's hope right uh and, and i'll actually say we actually believe in a very similar thing where yes the second coming is very hopeful but the events leading up to said second coming are very dark. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think you look at it from this perspective. I mean, the, the Catholic Church teaches that then through his son, Jesus Christ, God will pronounce the final word on all history. We shall know the ultimate meaning of the whole work of creation and of the entire economy of salvation and understand the marvelous ways in which his, excuse me, his providence led everything towards its final end. So when we talk about the book of Revelation, when <clears throat> other people talk about it, right, they seem they, they go dark, right? Everybody wants to go dark. It's a very dark book, right? Except for it's not really. It, it, it is telling us the last judgment will reveal that God's justice triumphs over all of the injustices that are committed by his creatures and that God's love is stronger than death. That's hope, right? I agree. So I look at it from that perspective. I don't necessarily think we're at the end times because I don't think people are looking for hope. How do I know this, Pat? I know this because a lot of people, when they are talking with me about the new project, right, about reviving liberty, they look at me like I'm crazy. Because I hold out hope. Do you see much of that around? No. You see a lot of darkness. You see a lot of things. And and when I look at what the the Catholic Church teaches about the end times and and all of that, it only comes to those who hold a hopeful heart. And And I don't see that yet. I see people going into very dark, 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 dark territory. And we talk about the the Church of Me and and all of that wonderful goodness. 
um, that's dark. Uh, how do you know? Uh, we were out with some friends last night, and um, <clears throat> we were uh, just kind of chit chatting and got to talking how um, a couple of the churches that I have attended or do attend um, here in the city. Um, have these really cool summer events. One of them calls it Views on the Veranda. Um, the other calls it something. But the the church that's closest to me in proximity, um, they just started like a summer series outdoors, right? Where you can go get food and some beverages and, and hear talks and Q&As and, and all that wonderful goodness. What did they choose to do with the first speaker they chose a gay man who has aids and who authored a book about being catholic with aids in his talk was not about anything that we could control because it's not about like, you know, him being gay or, or having AIDS. That's the problem, right? It, it is the fact that the Catholic church is endorsing the sinner and the sin in this category, right? You can in, and this is the thing that I think a lot of people miss about the Catholic church and about, the teachings of Jesus Christ it is that you can hate the sin, but love the sinner because we are all sinners. We are all sinners in the eyes of God. None of us are the perfect image of Christ. How do we know that? Because we are all of Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve are the ultimate sinners. They're the first sinners. But the church should not be embracing the sin. And then I compare it to the other church where their young, uh, young Catholic network puts on the views on the veranda. They literally, one of the things that we have attended uh, prior to my wife and I being married about four, well, five years ago now, <clears throat> it was a Catholic priest and a relationship therapist and expert giving a joint talk on the sanctity of marriage. What, do you see the problem with this? Right? On the one hand, we have a a the sickness of we're not just going to um embrace the sinner we're also going to embrace the sin versus we are attempting to get you to think about and interact with and love the sacrament of marriage five years ago that's where the church was today the church is look at this really cool uh gay sinner and uh we we have to love and embrace the sin that he has committed we had the the um, alderman here embrace this. 
the aldermen in our district, right? Our district. Um, embrace it. And he happens to be of that persuasion, right? We literally watched the church be awash in the sin. I, I don't know if you need any more greater example of that. Here we are saying and, and glorifying and producing something that says, Hi, um, come check out our chat on this thing that's a sin. Wait, what? Because what does the church teach, right? It teaches that, okay, you sin, but you repent of your sin, and, and you are in good graces of the faith and of God, right? The whole point is, yes, we are sinners. By reconciling with that sin, by understanding that you have sinned, and then doing penance for this sin— Great. Is this his penance? No. This is the Catholic Church, at least in so much as this parish, embracing the sin. I, I just boggles my mind. It really does. So it's super dark. And that's my point. I don't know if we're there. And I don't know if I can embrace an end time because we're because the other teaching of the church is we're never going to know what it looks like. We're never going to know. And I, I think about that sometimes, right, Pat? How, how do we know what that second coming of Jesus Christ will look like? And for those who do not reconcile with their faith, how are they supposed to see, understand, and embrace that second coming, right? How, how many times have we seen people claim to be the Messiah, right? Claim to be that second coming of Jesus Christ, and that's not who that is, right? How many times have we seen right. the call to action and all those things? Okay, because the hardening of my heart when it comes to that come, becomes what? What happens when, because they've cried wolf so many times, right? Right. You be, you start How to do we know simple. that we mm -hmm. would embrace, even as the faithful, embrace that second coming? How? How? It's a great question. I, I don't know that I have the answer to, to that question. Um, and and I, I agree with a lot of what you said, because, and even I'm saying, I don't know when the second coming is supposed to happen. I, I don't know that we're truly in the end times, but I can make the case that there are a lot of signs that say that we are. I can make the case that there are a lot of signs that say that we're not. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. what I, this is what I do know. I would say be prepared. Either way, funny, funny you should mention that we're going to be talking about being prepared on uh, reviving liberty this week, which, by the way, will be out in a few hours. Um, um, if you're watching or listening to this um, early on on Tuesday morning, um, because of the, the, the personal family stuff, I've, I had to push um, writing that episode. Um, but uh, it's almost done, um, so it should be up. Uh, later today, if not, it'll be up tomorrow. Um, but um, we're talking about being prepared, and I and and I brought up the the dichotomy of the embracing of the sacrament and then the embracing of the sin, um, to make sure that you understand that you have to be prepared within your own relationship with God. 
and that you have to be prepared to be confrontational, that you have to be prepared to say, oh, hell no. Or to walk out of one parish and into another. You might That parish might be 15 minutes from where you live. That parish might be somewhere else, right? But you have to be prepared to be okay walking away. You have to be prepared to embrace your own relationship with God. You have to be prepared to fight a fight if you want to stay. But you have to be awake. You have to be in the moment. You have to be prepared to think and to act, right? And, and that, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about on Reviving Liberty um, today um, or tomorrow. Well, it just depends on uh, how much I get through the writing today. Uh, that having been said, Pat, um, I think it's time for us to play a little bit of the B or not the B. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. All right, so today's headline. <clears throat> woman leaves 99 perfectly good parking spots in search of the one that is likely taken. Woman leaves 99 perfectly good parking spots in search of the one that's likely taken. While you are thinking about that, folks, um, I'm going to toot my own horn for a moment here. Um, if you are in the Chicago area, you are looking to sell, to get the hell out of Illinois, maybe to buy an investment property for all the uh, liberals that are flocking here, um, and you can sucker them into living in this uh, city. Great, grand, wonderful. Hit me up. Go to closewithcoppins.com. Um, let me know what you're looking to buy, to sell, whatever you got going on here. Uh, I am a licensed real estate agent with Exit Strategy Realty here in Chicago. Uh, hit up closewithcoppins.com. More importantly, you can DM me um, wherever you find me on social media. Um, you can embrace at closewithcoppins on Instagram, TikTok, all that wonderful goodness. Um, where you get some tips and tricks and on um, humor. Yes, yes, real estate humor um, comes your way. Um, but yes, um, and then, of course, YouTube is the Close with Coppins channel. Again, where I go more in depth of things that maybe you should be thinking about if you're looking to buy or sell. Uh, lots and lots of topics coming your way, uh, such as, is the sky falling? Meaning, what about your home value? Um, it, or, you know, we've already talked about the bubble not bursting uh, but uh, the new video coming your way will be about uh, what about the uh, the value of your home? Is it going to appreciate? Is it going to depreciate? Is it going to actually lose value for you? We're going to talk about that. Um, but go to closewithcoppins.com. Check it out. Hit me up. All of that wonderful goodness. I am here for your questions, your thoughts. And uh, let's talk real estate. That having been said, Pat, are you ready? Do you need the headline one more time? No, but I do. I do have a quick question. Yes. Uh -huh. um, you, you said you work for uh, Exit Strategy Realty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it is it Exit Strategy because you come up with an exit strategy for for those that are living in Illinois? See, that is part and parcel of exactly why it's named Exit Strategy Realty. So it is a franchise of Exit Realty Corp International. And yes, Pat, mm. uh, the irony is not lost on any of us, and that's exactly gotcha. why it was named that. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I just I just wanted to make sure. I, yep, I didn't yep. know if that was intentional or 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 what, but yeah. Yep. 
All right. Um, so the headline: a Woman leaves ninety-nine perfectly good parking spots in search of the one that's likely taken. Is this the B or not the B, Pat? See, part of me wants to say this is not the B because that is my wife. Like, if, if there, <laughs> mine too. If there was ever a story that would be my wife. However, I'm going with the Babylon B because that is totally a Babylon B headline. And you are correct. It is the Babylon B, and you are also correct um, that that is every woman I have ever met when they go to park. Well, I can, I can, I can get closer. I just know it, especially in a Costco parking lot. No, take the one that's yeah, open no for the love of all things holy. Oh, even if it's all the way in the back, by the way. Yeah, and you have to walk it. a mile. <laughs> take it. <sighs> Local woman Catherine Mayfield displayed her Christ-like love for all parking spaces by driving past the other 99 perfectly good spots in search of the one closer to the front that is most likely already taken. How did we know this is where they were going to go with this, Pat? <clears throat> Quote, when others enter the target parking lot, they will just go for the first reasonable spot they see and give up on trying to find that one little spot at the front, said Catherine Mayfield. But not me. I leave the 99 behind and I never stop searching, even if I have to drive up and down every lane in a, at a painstakingly slow stop and go speed. According to sources, Catherine's husband, Marcus, claims that she spends far more time searching for the perfect spot than she would if she just went for a normal spot halfway down the parking lot. Catherine responded by saying that she is not content to settle for anything less than, uh, excuse me, for anything less until that lone parking space that is precious in her sight is found. Quote, I'm not willing that one of those little spaces should be neglected, she said. <laughs> at publishing time, Catherine at last found the perfect spot that just so happened to be the closest to the entrance, but it turned out to be a handicapped parking spot, forcing Catherine to circle around again and continue her search. <laughs> oh, jeez. So <clears throat> on, on that note, uh -huh. because my, my wife actually does have knee problems. And she's always yapping at me, like, find a spot that's closer. Find a spot that's closer. And and I I just, for me, like, like because I drive a truck, first of all, and I also take very good care of my truck, I like to park somewhere where... Door dings I don't happen? Don't uh -huh. You're right. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And it, that drives her absolutely insane. I mean, w when it comes to backseat driving, my wife is the worst in parking lots. See, you know, I think it's how the the brain works. And it's not necessarily mm -hmm. a man or a woman thing. It is. So for me, when I get into a parking lot, I can scan immediately to see right. how busy that parking lot actually is. And right. then my brain automatically goes into find the closest that you could and just park there. Right. My brain automatically does that. Like, okay, I can see this parking lot is bat nuts crazy. Whatever parking space is the first one I can find, take it. See, I've I've learned if 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 the parking lot is bat nuts crazy and I'm likely not gonna find something that's all that close, I drive up to the door and drop her off. And Smart. then I go park. Except for then you allow her to uh to go into Target and ransack that store. For an extra five she's minutes. Big, she's actually not a big target person. Mm. Um, okay, it, it's, then it's Costco. Costco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. Now, um, Pat, do you want to go next with your truth or fiction, or do you want me to? 
I mean, I can if you would like me to. So, <clears throat> um, well, first of all, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? No, it's up to you. Up to you. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll go. Ladies' since you choice. Just Ladies' choice. Oh wait, I'm sorry. The You're last not time, sorry. I am not Jen Saki. <laughs> then again, is Jen Saki also a lady? Yes. Okay. Just no, no, no. She's just, a birthing person. What is a woman? Eh. Uh, so, all right. So, truth or fiction? The reason why China hasn't invaded Taiwan yet is because they already have, and they don't need to militarily. Hmm. This is a good one. This is a really good one. I'm going to go with fiction on this because I, while I get the thought process that might have went into that statement, here's the fiction part of that. If they really militarily had already had that kind of control over Taiwan, um, we'd be at war. It's just that simple. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. If Donald Trump were president, we would have been at war. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't understand how to do foreign policy on any successful level ever. Uh, that's very clear because we keep sending money to Ukraine and basically solely funding it. We're, we fund at least 80 to 90 percent of that war effort in, in Ukraine. Um, but when it comes to China and Taiwan, I get where you're going, right? Because they technically control most of the South China Sea at this point, right? And if they control the the waterways... Um, they basically could shut them off at any point in time. Um, they could choke them off if they wanted to. But we have sent Taiwan almost all of the advanced equipment we possibly could to fight that fight themselves. Um, I would argue that Taiwan could easily um, take care of themselves if they wanted to. Because of our weaponry because of the things that we have sent their way you know the anti um, aircraft missiles and um, the ballistic missiles that we've sent over there the fighter jets all of that wonderful goodness that we've sent uh, to Taiwan's direction um, I think realistically the reason that they have not invaded is economic and what do I mean by that because they're they're too busy trying to do what right now, Pat? Stabilize their currency. I would argue that once they do stabilize their currency, what they're going to see is that their economy is gone to hell in a handbasket. That is when they strike. Because it would be what? A distraction. Right? This would be a needed distraction for the Chinese Communist Party. What has gone underreported, if not even just ignored here in the United States of America, has been what the Bank of China has done to people. And by the way, you don't get to embrace any other bank in China. It's called the Bank of China for a reason. Okay, But the Chinese people have been <clears throat> allowed under the Chinese you know, half-bred um, economy, you know, half-communist, half... Communist, half uh, capitalist um they have allowed their people to put money into a savings account right that these people have these uh, these great accounts right 
What has happened to their savings accounts as of late? The Bank of China <clears throat> has seized all savings accounts, okay, all of them, converted them into completely different types of accounts that are now wholly owned by the Chinese Communist Party. That's right. All the money that you saved for yourself in that <clears throat> quote-unquote capitalist economy over there is gone. All of it. You had $10,000, a million dollars, $5. Gone. It's not yours anymore. I don't know why this is not something the United States of America and its media is not paying attention to. Why is this an important story? Not just because they literally just took the money and ran, right? But the reason behind it being their economy is going to bleep. It is going to dit, if you will. They're in deep, deep, deep economic trouble. So much so that they can't even fund the potential to go to war. Okay? So that's why I talked about the stabilization of their currency. They need to stabilize it. Um, now, beyond that, when we look at uh, the story, why does it matter to us here in the United States of America? Let me ask you, do you think our currency is stable? Do you think our debt is sustainable? The answer to that is no. Now, Pat, if you have a savings account, let me ask you this. Can you go into your bank and pull your money out today if you wanted to? It would likely depend on what I have in my account. Um, but generally speaking, probably not. Right. If you went in and let's say you've got $10,000 in your savings account, you would never be able to pull that $10,000 out. Why? Because the federal government only requires that they keep $1,000 on hand of your account at any point in time. Because they only have a certain amount of cash available at the actual physical bank at any point in time. Your $10,000 exists on paper. Okay? It doesn't actually exist. Now, the other part of it that you should know is, well, well that'll never happen here, right? <clears throat> who backs your um, your savings account, your checking account? Who backs it, Pat? Um, well, it depends. It I should say it depends, but but if mm. you have a normal banking account and you're not going the credit union route, it, it'd be FDIC, wouldn't it? Right. <clears throat> what does the FDIC stand for, Pat? Uh... The Federal Depository Insurance Corporation. You was going to say, yeah, I, I knew it was federal something. Uh, <clears throat> the first word is federal. federal. Mm -hmm. Okay, The government is backing your account. Why? Because of the, the run on the banks during the Great Recession, right? And the banks going, uh-oh, we don't have that kind of money in our uh, bank, right? There's their control mechanism. What the hell do you think an FDIC-backed uh, savings account will look like if this were China? 
their ability to control your account right there. I cannot advise enough to do this. If you have the money in your savings account, invest it in something physical, whether that's land, whether that is property, whether that is something that is an actual asset, okay? Invest it in a company, like physically invest it in the company. Take $10,000 and go to an investment fund. And invest in a company or to do whatever, but do not keep that money in your bank account. Because here's the rub find something that you can liquidate if you need to. Okay. So, a real estate investment, an investment in a company, like a physical investment, not, I'm not talking about buying stock through M1 or, you know, Robinhood or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about physically finding a company that you could own or finding a piece of property or land or whatever have you that you could own. Find something physical that is an asset. I, I cannot emphasize this enough. It is happening in China. And what the hell do you think is going to happen when the, uh, the jig comes up? Because who owns over a quarter of our debt? China. When that jig comes up, when that bill comes up from them because, oh, crap, they're out of money, which is coming pretty soon considering they just converted all savings accounts from the Bank of China, all Chinese Bank of China accounts into federal or CCP accounts or whatever, they literally stole your money. What the hell do you think is coming this way? So think through that. Think through that. So that's a long, long history lesson, if you will, of the Bank of China to get to there ain't no way, no how they're going to go to war over Taiwan right now because of that dire economic situation. Normally, I would say, how do you distract from a struggling economy? You go to war, right? Normally, that would be my response, right? But they don't have the money to be able to do that. They don't. Then they don't have the ability to do that right now. I could argue that there are all, all the signs that would point to this being the time that they should do it. Yes, I would I would say that part would be truth. Why? Because number one, economies are weak. Number two, we are at our lowest military rec recruitment and retention level of all time. So we have fewer people. And oh, by the way, we're more interested in making sure that uh, the National Guard, the reservists, the active military people are being purged for daring to still not get the vaccination, right, for COVID-19. And I don't even want to go down that route because holy crap, um, the panic porn pushers are back in a major way. Um, don't want to go down that route. But all the things that if you were to to put on the table all the things, all the dominoes that should fall over for you to say, yep, it's time to go to war. It is right now. There's just one problem with it all. It's their economy. It is their inability to be able to produce not enough goods, but enough money to be able to fund their war effort. They can't do it. See, they believe in 
in the communist version and utopia of modern monetary theory, right? But modern monetary theory only works when what is going on, right? Government debt is either at a low level or employment in rising wages keeps um, keeps that inflationary issue low. You don't have, you don't do that when you're, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't steal people's money out of their own bank accounts. If, if your currency and your economy are going well, if modern monetary theory is working well, that doesn't happen. That's the one domino that is just off of its course, if you will, right? That one domino that just doesn't want to fall over in the middle of that domino set in the middle of the topple, if you will, right? It doesn't topple. Uh Oh, so that's where I come down. What about you? I, I tend to agree that it's fiction. And maybe the better question to ask would have been, is China at its peak? Have have they reached their peak? Um, I, I think that could have been maybe a better question here. However, um, I, I do think that this is ultimately fiction, mostly for economic reasons. But I also do wonder on some level, because I, I do think that they may have infiltrated Taiwan to a point, just like I think they've infiltrated even I mean, the United States to a point. I mean, look at Eric Swalwell, for example. <laughs> so yeah, well, couldn't you say he has uh, penetrated China? I said infiltrated. You said penetrated. Uh, I, OK, I so then he you. infiltrated wink, wink, China. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, you you could technically say that. Um. I guess that's true. But yeah, I think I I think they would be hurting themselves at this point. Not even necessarily just from a financial standpoint, but because of look at what Taiwan does for the rest of the world, including China. By the way, so that, uh, quick side note, Pat. Shouldn't Eric Swalwell be up for the next James Bond? Why? Because he enjoys sleeping with international spies. Okay. Um, no. He's no. He's too much of a wuss. Oh, that's right. He's a terrible actor. Yeah, he's a wuss. We see it on the January sixth committee and everywhere else. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot uh, about that yeah. part where James Bond is a man's man. Though, though I am intrigued by the idea of like an Idris Elba, by the way, for that role. Uh, then another day, another time. Yeah. But I, I, I see your point. I, mm. You know, I, I do believe that that has been part of China's philosophy and strategy here is if they mm. can ruin it from the inside. Right. Right. Um, much as you could argue they've done that here. They've tried to. Um, I just don't think that's going to be enough at the end of the day. So right. I don't think that's enough to be – they're going to have to go in militarily at some point. But, I mean, when is that going to happen? Right now would be the best time to do it, especially when you have someone like Joe Biden in power in the United States because he has no idea what to do foreign policy-wise. Nor could we handle a war on two fronts with the whole Ukraine situation. But China, as you said, can't do it. And I think it's I honestly do think it's for multiple reasons. I don't think it's just purely financial. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, um, my last truth or fiction, and this one will hopefully be a quick one, is this. Al Gore is the biggest prick of all time. 
truth or oh, fiction, geez. but wait, there's video. So I'm going to let you stew on this. Okay. You know, the climate deniers uh, uh, are really in some ways similar to all of those uh, almost 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who were waiting outside an unlocked door uh, while the children were being massacred. They heard the screams. They heard the gunshots and uh, nobody stepped forward. And God bless those families who've suffered so much. And law enforcement officials tell us that's not typical of what uh, law enforcement usually does. And confronted with this global emergency, what we're doing with our inaction and failing to walk through the door and stop the killing uh, is not typical of what we are capable of as human beings. We do have the solutions. And I think these extreme events that are getting steadily worse and more severe are really beginning to change minds. We have to have uh, unity as a nation to come together and stop making this a political football. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. So, again, so the tr uh, truth or fiction, Al Gore is the biggest prick alive. I'm going to go with fiction. It, hear me out. Because I think if you would ask the question, is Al Gore the biggest prick when it comes to climate change? That might be truth. But to say that he's the biggest prick alive? I think I could make the argument for a few others. Um, so I, I don't. I, that's why I'm going to have to say fiction on this is because I think, I think we're looking at a singular issue rather than looking at a, as a whole, um, because I could certainly make the case. <clears throat> Joe Biden is a bigger prick. I could make the case that Donald Trump is a bigger prick. I could make the case. I mean, I could make the case on several people, but, but I think this is a singular issue topic. If it comes to climate change. Yeah, I would definitely say that that's truth. Interesting, because, I mean, I, I, I can't think of a bigger prickish thing to do, a more Richard thing to do than what he just did there. I mean, what about Vladimir Putin, for example? Well, I mean, why doesn't he just call us a bunch of Holocaust deniers, right? Why? What? Mm. what? Because we don't agree with – this is coming from the guy who told us 10 years ago that the polar ice caps and, – and I mentioned this on Twitter. This is the guy who told us the polar ice caps were going to be gone. Still there, still producing ice, and oh, by the way, the evidence right now is that um, the the melting has stopped and uh, the reproduction of ice has begun. What? According to Al Gore, we should all be dead by now, right? I mean, every prediction this man has made when it comes to climate change has been wrong. Every one of them. I agree. He is the epitome of the climate hypocrite. He runs around the world making all of the money he possibly can. And I hate the conspiracy theory nuts, right? I, I really do. But I'm, this isn't a conspiracy theory when it comes to me. This is a grift. And it always has been this climate change. It is a grift. On the, on the world's population. Al Gore is rich because 
of the climate change scares. Al Gore is rich because he figured out a way to grift the world. Follow the money, you will see if it's true or not. And I say that for everything. Follow the money. Where's the money going? Who is enriching themselves or whom is being enriched? It is unbelievable what is going on here. This man continues to talk and talk and talk. He is the Anthony Fauci of climate change. There's literally not a single thing that he's getting right. Not one. The, the comparison of people who dare to be a skeptic of so-called climate change. No, notice how it's not global warming. Notice all of those things, right? Right. The audacity to compare that to people who sat on the sidelines while children were being slaughtered. This comes from the very people. And, and, and I also look at it from this perspective. Oftentimes, the people who are yelling the loudest are the ones who are doing the same thing. Notice the person who's yelling about the slaughter of children. Believes in the slaughter of children. Not just from a pro-life, pro-abortion stance. But what do these people actually believe? What do they actually believe? We have Jane Goodall get up on the World Economic Forum stage. And literally talk about depopulating the planet, wishing that we went back to where our population levels were 500 years ago. How do you do that without killing mass amounts of people? Oh, you do it by making sure that um, we can't advance technology and science and um, agriculture, you know, agricultural technology, egg tech. We, we can't do that, Right. Because if we do that, then the advancement of that leads to more people living longer, healthier lives. And we can't have that. We, we are literally watching the people who want to tell you that you are, if you deny their <clears throat> climate reality, if you deny that, you, you're like the Uvalde police who want to slaughter children. Your inaction is, is what's causing the slaughter of children. Meanwhile, they literally are telling you we want to depopulate the planet. What, what the hell? I, I just, no, I, I can't even. And with that, Pat, um, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547.